0: Welcome to Falling Pieces. I'm Steve. A podcast dedicated
1: to the NBC series Debris. I'm Terry.
0: Exclusively
1: on the Fangirl Zone,
2: I'm Sean fangirl Oh my gosh, guys. Oh yeah. my gosh.
0: <laughs> Word.
2: <laughs> okay, now first of all, I want to say something because I don't know if we've mentioned it. If you watch on your computer or on the app, possibly on Peacock, because I haven't watched on Peacock, during the credits, There is always like radio transmission. Mm. I recommend, even if you watch it on network, to rewatch it on there so you can hear some of the stuff that's been said. Mm. Because I didn't realize, because I've been watching it on my computer, so I didn't realize that it wasn't on network until I really paid attention this last time. and. Like on my network, it cuts in right away about the news. Yeah, mine too. So you miss little pieces that I feel are so important because last week there was something about Garcia. Right. who We get to see this week and I was like, oh my God, how do you not let that play? So I recommend going on and watching it. Just like I said, it's seriously just during the end credits so you can hear what's saying. So it's like uh, another 30 seconds.
1: All right. Well, let me then ask you this real quick. Then, since we're putting the cart before the horse, who the hell is Agent Ming? Because <laughs> that's who's mentioned in there. That Agent Garcia is being tended to, and Agent Ming is has disappeared.
2: I'm assuming that was the person who we heard last week, and then oh my god, oh my god. So because all I remember
1: just, is nothing. when yeah, when Brian and Fanola went to the other investigation, so that things looked normal. I thought George was left there with Garcia and it was just the two of them. And when they the 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 thing at the end credits it's like well you know
2: Oh I think credit. that's no, I think the end credits this week went back to a continuation of last week's end credits. That's
0: right. Yeah. I have a feeling that, that oh, okay. if we go back to episode one and just do the credit sound,
1: we'll get a whole nother story. Oh somebody's yeah. gotta do that on YouTube. Yeah. Anybody out there can do that, uh, and you can listen, you know, on Peacock or whatever, put it together and put it on YouTube. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Because remember, Fringe used to have- I think that is Yeah, I think that, yeah. But I was sitting there going, who the hell is Ming? I'm like, what is this, Flash Gordon now all of a sudden? You know? (laughs) Boom, 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 Flash. Whoa! (laughs) You know? (laughs) Waiting for Freddie Mercury to start coming around, you know? Uh
2: But, yeah, I just think it's really important you guys go back and listen to it. Like I said, it's only about 30 seconds. Yeah. And, yeah, if somebody else can wants to piece it together and send it to us, we'll plug it in, too. Huh? That would be awesome. Why? Because we were really bad at doing that ourselves. So. <laughs> but yep. this episode was awesome. I think it was super, super fringy. Holy. But before we jump into that, hey, Steve, do we have any ratings this week?
1: Oh, we sure do. <laughs> Hold on. Let me put my seatbelt on.
0: <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Yeah
2: episode,
0: yeah, episode 8 brought in 2.50 million viewers with a 0. 0.37 ratings in adults, 18 to 49. I see a lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah, it's slowly but surely dropping
1: bit by bit.
2: I don't know. With this episode, I feel like it's going to this
1: was flip really This was really good. This, this is, was so good. Yeah.
0: So was last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, this
2: is like okay, and I know I it's, I know it's supposed to build every episode. So yes, this is like the number one episode out of them all so far.
1: Yeah, i have actually I would concur with that. Yeah, I think yeah this this really was mm, oh yeah.
2: And next week because the title of this, which I know we'll get into in a second, is. It feels like part one of two, because next yeah. week, it the title is like a continuation of this. So, yeah, I think
1: it's going to top this week then.
0: I think you're right.
1: I think I'll get over some depression about these dropping numbers. Uh, I keep saying this is called falling pieces, not falling ratings. Thanks, but yeah. Holy crap. Um, I, the initial reaction to this, again, very fringy. Uh, very Peter third season fringe, right? Oh, Lordy. So let's get into this. We are recapping on this show. Season one, episode nine. Do you know Icarus? If you know Icarus like I, mind. (laughs) So our, our first group of pieces includes, uh, we see a man. We had a woman running last week. Now we got a guy. I was like, what the heck? Everybody's running in this show. So we see a man running through kind of a rocky area, and he ends up jumping into a river. I think they later said ocean. I put river. He swims down into a tunnel-like piece of debris, and he kind of gets himself all anchored in this little corner, and he uh, lets out all of his air. I don't know if I could do that. And suddenly he's transported into a house, and he's calling for a Kathleen. Um, I'd be like, it's a nice house. The hell with her. (laughs) <laughs> where's the wet bar so he enters a room and there's a little boy playing in there and this guy doesn't know who he is but the boy knows him and he tells him I am your brother and there was a point where he screamed I don't have a brother and the little kid said stop saying that so uh, some sort of contention there so he demands of the little boy to know where his sister is but the boy then tells him he doesn't have a sister okay
2: I thought that was weird and I'm like oh is this free really, like making
1: forget things uh, yeah, really, you know. So um, then we see Brian, Finola, and George Jones in the car still. That's some long roads. And uh, Brian. Lane highways there, Yeah. Out. Holy moly. I was like, damn. So um, Brian says they're going to get the equipment her father needs over at Garcia's place. So this is the Garcia we heard mentioned in the end credits last week. And Finola recalls. Now, remember I said last week where. George had said to her they had gone away from, uh, what was it, how he wanted to saw Orbital going or whatever. So she recalls how they took Orbital away from him. So could just be another way of saying he's more involved, or he might be even more involved than what I was saying last week. I mean, because that's a pretty strong way to put it. They took orbital away from him.
0: Right. Like he was the head of Orbital. Yeah. At one time. Yeah. As I, opposed to just kicking him out.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, I was kind of wondering like exactly where he was in that when they're like, Oh, they took it away. It's like, wait, hey, what? I think it was explain- just a big part of it huh. but not like in charge of anything.
1: Now it looks like it's not just he was one of the heavy hitters, he was in charge.
2: That's what it felt like after that conversation.
1: And last week he even said the government, you know, did things to, you know, either, what was it, shove him out or take it away from him again, he said, or whatever it was. He even said, you know, the government's doing that. So, yeah, she words it as they took Orbital away from him. So during the conversation, Brian, and it was neat how George was like kind of half asleep, but he was noting that Brian was driving a little too fast for his (laughs) liking. (laughs) Well, that's yeah. when they
0: almost hit the deer and brought him out of his coma.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'll wake you up. And uh, Brian actually asked Ferris if she thinks, or Brian asked Finola if she actually thinks Ferris will turn over the Ligari files. Finola says she will. I know last week Steve said, You think she will. And I thought, Well, and but then again, she's kind of holding George over Ferris's head. Right. Yeah. So we'll have to see if that happens. Uh, and will she get all of the files if she does? Hmm. Somehow I'm starting to think that if she does get the Ligari files, she won't get them all. That's my gut feeling. So now Jones tells Finola that he knows Garcia as in, in the past. So he knows who he is. So Garcia uh, greets Brian at first at the door. Brian knows Garcia as well. He's worked with him. And Garcia's got some... Uh, weird eyes left over from michael jackson's thriller video yeah.
2: <laughs> i thought he was blind but when he said good to see you it's like wait what yeah and like and then okay is that just an expression but i'm like wait we just seen a bunch of cameras
1: inside yeah he almost had eyes like the old master in like martial arts movies you know, oh, yeah. Co- yeah. So I was like, "Oh, damn!" So uh, Brian and Garcia are really glad to see each other, and he tells Brian he looks healthy and that Brian must still be taking the injections. So we can infer that the injections keep your eyes looking like a human's eyes. Something at, at least.
2: Zach Santiago, who plays Gar- Garcia, hmm. who is also in another Fangirl Zone show, Dirk Gently. There you go. So it was so weird seeing him, though, with those eyes, because oh, was in Dirk Gently, he was in the Rowdy Three. So he was just kind of like kind of crazy and <laughs> and a psychic vampire. And then in this, he's just could very well be a vampire because he looked really weird and it was freaking me out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I've dated a few of them. So um, <laughs> um soul sucker much. And Garcia then greets everybody. So, Fanola obviously doesn't know him personally, and George knows him, as he said to Fanola earlier, so they greet each other knowingly. So, introductions are out of the way. That was kind of weird with their greeting of each other. Like, George seemed worried, didn't he? Or is it just me? I think seeing, I, well, probably worried seeing uh, Garcia's eyes. I would suspect he hasn't seen Garcia in a while. Well, we well did we hear yeah, crazy? I
0: think sure. that he did know right. about Garcia's eyes and what happened to him. And I kind of have a feeling he felt a little guilty because he uh, couldn't do more God. to help Garcia at the time. Yeah, he
1: does say that. Yeah, yeah that's true. He does. Yeah. Yep. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that for a second. Yeah, that's probably guilt. Yep. Yep. So then Finola, uh tells George, they get a word for another, uh, for another case, and she tells George, she has to leave him there with Garcia and go investigate a new case. That'll keep things looking normal to Ferris. Um, smart move. And Maddox. And the, yeah, and Maddox as well. Yep. Um, smart move on uh, her and Brian's part uh, to uh, you know not trip up any suspicions. Uh, not that the suspicions aren't there already, I'm sure. Not to make them worse, let's put it that way. So they leave, uh and they go to, like, this uh area on the side of this ocean, looking out. Brian's getting some signals on his meter, and then they go to ask people who are living nearby if they saw anything. They ring the doorbell. The doorbell opens, and it's the young guy from the opening of the episode. His name, by the way, is Shelby. Uh, he looks familiar. And... uh he kind of speaks to them very briefly in what they're saying back and forth as though he's seen them already. Right. I thought that was weird. Yeah. You know, it's like this guy thinks he's got a sister. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. He's acting like he's, I thought, yeah, the debris's got his head whacked.
0: Well, he actually tells them that he knows that it's part of an alien spaceship. Yep. Which and that I,
1: look,
2: Vanola kind of gave
1: Brian Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> "Hey, you know, he I respect." Yeah, I thought that was odd, and it made sense later. I thought it was odd that he was so open right up front. Yeah, uh, I was like, uh, "What's going on with this?" Yeah, so there's a young boy who's there, and he kind of goes off the up the stairs, and Shelby says it's apparently his little brother Stephen. I thought. It uh, must be like a little brotherly spat, you know, the little That's, one.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that felt very like, oh, he's not talking to me. Yeah,
1: apparently it's exactly. my brother. Exactly.
2: You know, kind of like, you're not my brother.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he tells him he found the wreckage when he and his sister were diving. So he's even telling them basically where it is in the water. Uh, and it kept sending them two days into the past um i'd like that for certain things that i've bought that would be nice uh and he doesn't really know what's real and what isn't so obviously he's done the two days back more than once yeah they he's
0: even tells them that yeah him and his sister did it several times
1: until one time she didn't come back yep and he's gonna keep doing it till everything's reset and she's back again so he really loves his sister. And uh, so he's figured out the two days back thing. Obviously, the two of them figured it out. And he knows that if he keeps doing a reset, you know, it's kind of like shuffling the deck, you know, there's at least a chance she'll come back. So he's got this, he's got the bulk of this already figured out. So um, he's kind of done that way, right? Yeah. He's kind of done Orbital's work for what the piece does for them, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I wonder if this piece will get dredged up and used later in the show, later in the series. Mm. So he also tells them about their repeated visits. They're like, huh? "Huh?" And how he learns a little bit more each time and how George Jones has been helping him. Huh?
2: That gave Finola a pause. Yeah. Yeah. "Uh, What?
1: Uh, (laughs) Like
2: that meme, like her eyes got to go back and forth like, wait, what? Yeah. Huh?
1: And uh, he said that uh, George has warned him that he has to get back to his own reality or else the fabric of time will be destroyed. So they call George on the phone. George is obviously still at Garcia's place. And Shelby, over the phone, fills him in on what he's been doing. Now, George asks Finola to talk privately. She picks up the phone, kind of goes away from Brian and uh, Shelby. And George tells her that she cannot let uh Shelby jump again. And what Shelby said about what he said is not true. He said he can't imagine why he would ever say that. Right. Ooh, the pluck. I ticket. was
2: yeah, I was like, okay, is it now that he knows more he would never say that or now that we're in a different reality mm. say that. So that's what I was like.
1: Hmm. This episode played with your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Even the very end. I was like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, that we'll get to that. I was like, What the hell? So uh Shelby leaves and he goes down the cliffs and dives down to the piece of debris and everything is reset. Including Finola, Brian, and George back in the car. Hmm.
2: I kind of wanted to know at this point, and I know this is really random. Did they have the stunt guy? Because I'm sure it wasn't the regular kid. Like, only have to do the jump like once or twice, or
1: did they make him redo that? Like, no, one, I would. I over? think they. <laughs> I think they like, probably shot it that, with more than one camera.
2: I'm just like that would suck.
1: <laughs> I think they used, uh, mostly cameras. seeing
0: that that's the Pacific Ocean because it's on the it's Washington border, on right. the Washington shore, and yeah, it's very cold.
1: Yeah, but of course, but it was some the same
2: people. Do oh, go ahead. What?
1: I'm just saying they make some people do all kinds of stuff, but yeah. I think they just did the one jump with multiple cameras.
2: I hope so, because
1: there was but one. It was cool. sh- go ahead. i was
2: gonna say it was cool, but I kind of felt the same when they were when Brian and Finola pull in. And they have that moment, I'm like, I hope they're not making them do it over and over. <laughs> I mean, at one point they had to. Yeah. But it's like Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh God. I've been like, That's it, I'm done.
1: <laughs> Cause there was one angle of him jumping in the water that looked like they used it either two or three times. I would say right. at least at least twice for certain. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think they just did multiple cameras. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, it wasn't as dangerous as the cliff diving where you got to time it so that the waves are coming in, not going <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> that could mess up your day. Uh, but still, I think that's what they did. So, yeah, everything's reset. Now, see, this is what I found interesting because I thought with the kids saying to them that they had visited several times and they're kind of standing there like, what? That just everything reset for the kid.
0: Right. No, yeah. apparently it's everything. Yeah. And too, it's awful lucky it didn't reset three or four days ago where they were having to save George over and over and over again.
1: Well, mm, that might make you sit there and go, well, did they really? Yeah. And we kind of explore that later in the episode.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Well, here's the thing, too, which I, I mean, we're going to get into it. It's like, how long ago did the debris fall there? Right. Was the original question. So, yeah. Right. They could have redone it because much later, when there's a switch up, we do kind of get some different information. So, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm, hmm,
2: hmm. Uh, oh, take that as you will, I guess.
0: Oh, my.
2: So, let's go to the next set of pieces. We have Garcia showing them around the garage and all of the stuff he has. And it's a lot of stuff. Mm. so george should pretty much be able to piece everything together like all right we got this hey wait a second this isn't what we seen at garcia's just a few minutes ago right mm.
0: and so, with the first change is instead of almost hitting the deer finola sees it on the side of the road goes oh look look at that deer yes with like, Those yeah. antlers, that wasn't.
1: <laughs> that was a big that boy. That would messed you up big time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep.
2: I've seen cars that got you know in into it with a deer. It's not pretty.
1: No. Yeah. AAA would kind of stand and go. Yeah, you're screwed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we can't jump you. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but anyway, we have Penola and Brian leave George with Garcia. And they head to Shelby's house again. And at this point, I was—I didn't think to look at Garcia to make sure the eyes were the same. I didn't think about it until it was over. Okay, yeah, they, right.
1: they were. Yep.
2: Um, and hey, look at the younger brother. Is it the same kid? I think, but I'm not
1: sure. No. Oh, was it a different kid? No, different one. Yep.
2: Oh, I didn't know. I didn't yeah. Because the hair was kind of the same. So mm. uh, he comes down and... Again, Shelby's like, yeah, I know all this. Hey, say hi to Brian. And it's like, yeah, hey, Brian. And the kid walks away. And Brian's like, uh, what? How yeah. do you know my name? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, listen, we've been down this road a couple dozen times. <laughs> at least. And at this point, we go back to Garcia's garage. And George is like, ah, oh, I so wish I could have done more for you. But Maddox got in the way. And this is where I think like we were talking earlier you were saying some of the regret comes in because Garcia mm-hmm. asked George if he regrets mm-hmm. creating Orbital. Yep. And George said that the powers that started doing their own thing is really where everything comes with regret.
0: Usually cuz when
2: what was it when the the Americans got involved because we needed the money. Right. That's when things started to go awry because they mm-hmm. wanted to do things quickly and not learn first mm-hmm. and apparently that's when garcia had some problems yeah mm, big time and there was something it's like did you get my letters now was that george asking that or garcia
0: that was george george okay yeah.
2: mm-hmm. thank you yep. because then garcia said yes but he couldn't respond no family wouldn't let him yep yeah so i'm really wanting to know what was in those letters <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I think that should be an extra piece you give us later.
1: But, well, the, eh. then there's well then there's the piece that didn't get addressed, which we're kind of assuming the answer is yes he did, but there's still the question, would he have wanted to have written George back? And is he just and if not, is he just saying his family wouldn't let him, maybe yeah. genuinely they didn't. Um, you know, but maybe even if they said nothing either way, or, yeah, you should write him back. Maybe he wouldn't have, because I kind of... that To me, that whole scene didn't seem like just George opening up and saying, yeah, I really screwed up. I thought Garcia was going to take him out. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, because he, he doesn't seem like he was, you know, really receiving what George was saying too well, at least to my eyes. Right. Well,
2: this is where I was getting confused. Go ahead, Steve.
0: Well, it's... What it boils down to me is, is yes, Garcia got hurt because of something George, shall we say, didn't do in preparing for what the piece that they were lo- investigating could do. Bingo. Mm-hmm. And that's how he got hurt? That's what I was thinking. So, that's yeah, you've got was, to feel you, like oh. he's got to have some resentment deep down inside for, sure. for George. Sure.
2: Sure. Because I thought George was saying the Americans are the ones that were pushing
1: everything before they were able to really study it. I don't think that would have mattered to Garcia because Garcia and George uh, either, yeah. Yeah, either knew each other b- before they started working together or they got to be a friendlier while they were working together and – you know, maybe he saw George as an uh, more of an ally than a co-worker. And even though the Americans got involved, you know, maybe he thought, again, with maybe George has a really bigger place originally in Orbital. Maybe he thought George could have, you know, done something to help him being so powerful, let's say. And George didn't for whatever right. reason. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> George could have put his foot down to Maddox and said, no, not until we find something, you know, more about this piece and mm-hmm. didn't. And it ended up coming back and biting him in the butt. Yep.
2: So is that where this conversation was? Because this conversation kind of threw me too, where, you know, oh, Garcia should accept fate because, you know, he doesn't seem ready to or didn't seem ready to. See,
1: because
2: I, I he knew his fate. That's why I was like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, I was kind of pissed at George for that. I was like, well, you know, maybe you find some comfort or however he worded it that you knew what your fate was, you know, going into this, whatever the the situation was. And I'm – and George uh, Garcia doesn't look too thrilled with that. I'm like, how the hell can you say something like that, George? I mean, if you're apologizing that you should have done more and now you're going to sit around and go, well, maybe you can, you know, see your way to – well, you knew what was going to happen. And you – You know, and you still went ahead. Basically, yeah, he's
0: telling him that anytime you deal with something new, there's inherent
1: risks. And he's right, but don't say it then. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, okay. Well, now I I understand. I think it
0: did actually give Garcia some pause. Maybe. Yeah. I I mean, when he was first starting to talk to him about it, yeah, he didn't look too happy. But by the end of the conversation, He kind of had that, hmm, look on his face. So, you know, maybe it will sink in and say, you know, at least give him some peace inside. Because basically that's what George was trying to do for Garcia was to give him some peace. And he told him, yeah, I've accepted my my situation that, yes, I was dead and influx brought me back to life to do bad things. He just didn't word it probably as well as he would have had he had this conversation back when it first happened to Garcia. Right. And had all his faculties about him.
1: And maybe he never had even approached the conversation because it could have been he had a falling out with Maddox. Or it could have been when he tried, uh, well, he was apparently successful because they reanimated him when he killed himself.
0: Right. Yeah, I have a feeling that... When Maddox took over Orbital from George, he went back home to London and basically offed himself.
1: Yeah. And so he never had the opportunity to have the conversation. Right. So, so yeah, I, I, there's probably, uh, years of resentment, understandably, within Garcia. And if he was kind of coming to a food for thought moment, like you said, I didn't see it, but if he was, then maybe, you know, what George said did more good. I just thought, you know, the first part, saying I should have done more, you know, uh, I thought, yeah, okay. And you're, you're apologizing. And then he goes into this, you know, well, you knew what you were going. To. I was like, Oh Jesus, George, what are you doing? Dude. So maybe it ended up doing more good than harm. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, you guys actually cleared a little bit up
1: for me. <laughs> questions. Sean's got questions. questions I always questions. have
2: questions. <laughs> Let's jump back in, because this is when the phone rings and Garcia picks it up. And I swear, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be Maddox or something.
0: Right. (laughs) So
2: I was kind of freaked out. But instead, it's Vanilla. And she puts Shelby on the phone. Well, on speakerphone. And George is asking Shelby about colors. Did you see any colors when the flash and everything changed? She's like, well, yeah, I did. White, yellow, maybe red. And George is like, but no orange. Why are you stuck on orange? And I just kept thinking of the ball of light that h- has come up a couple times. Right. Oh, yeah. And I'm like oh, hmm. looking for like a certain color in the spectrum or but it like doesn't get explained why he's looking for orange. Damn it. Maybe orange. Yeah, you know, it does
0: get it. it. It kind of gets explained.
1: Does yeah. It, yeah. I, it? I think he likes oranges. That's all I think. <laughs>
2: He might be getting scurvy. He wants to make sure he's got oranges. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So Shelby goes upstairs to get something to help him remember. I'm sure that's going to go great. Mm. And he briefly sees a reflection of a female in the mirror, which freaked me out. I'm like, yeah. now he's got ghosts? What's yeah. going on? Damn, yeah. Nobody's in the room with him. And again, next thing we know, we see Shelby running down the rocks. really <laughs> like, parkour. yeah that's what i was thinking and he dives and he's in the debris and again reset now we have brian in the car with a whole different partner and this is where i was like i swear you have seen something in brian's face like wait a second
1: yeah (laughs) what doesn't feel right no yeah not I that he remembers anything. But- this is where the real mind bending for me. Yeah. Probably oh my God. a lot of other people. I was like, wait a minute. Who the heck is this? <laughs> and okay, why is first- he eating what he's eating? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> fish yeah. and yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> like what? what weird dish is this? He needs- I love
2: how he's like.
1: He needs fish fingers and yogurt. That's what oh. he needs. Because <laughs> he's like
2: trying to share. He's like, oh, here, I have a fork. I was like, ew, I don't want yeah, to eat it
1: either. Yeah, but Brian will eat a three-week-old sandwich from uh, the fridge. <laughs> but apparently,
2: not this Brian.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, good point. Oh, I
2: like that. Yes, but seriously, mm. when he's doing, it, I'm like, I don't know what you're eating. That sounds disgusting. And why would you eat it in a little t- tiny car that's not well ventilated right <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. Why would Brian <laughs> like
0: need it? <laughs> I'm car? like,
2: seriously, out of the car. That's <laughs> um, it. We're done. You are not my partner eating that in this car. Uh, mm. And hey, we get back to Shelby's place, and huh? This is new? Yeah. Because Shelby looks surprised. It's like, it's been Fanola all this time until it's not.
0: And you would think that Shelby would realize, I'm affecting a whole lot more in the world than just me and my sister at this point. Apparently, no. Yeah, it just, right over his head. Yeah, he's too focused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, until he finds out that... (laughs) The man he wants to talk to is not available.
2: Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dr. George Jones. It's like, uh, yeah. He, he is dead. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? mm Hmm. And yet, apparently, Shelby is doing this over and over and over again because we keep seeing Brian with a different partner, and
1: that was freaky.
2: Sometimes, sometimes it's a girl.
1: <sighs> that was freaky.
2: It was like this is why I said it felt very fringish. Going, yes. yeah. I started <laughs> oh, yeah. almost like a channel flip. Yeah, yeah. It would have only made it a little bit more perfect. Like that, he was always in that place, but constantly like channel flip, where it's different person, different person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I should be in the writer's room. Hey now. <laughs> and finally, Finola's back. It's like yes.
0: Yeah, and so, he even says, "Welcome back."
1: Right? Goes, <laughs> huh? <laughs> She's looking at him like, what? Like, I don't know you.
2: Yeah. I don't know. She. I almost wanted her to be even more sassy. Like, hey, kid, I do not know you. Do not say, talk like you know me because that's freaking me out a little bit.
1: Slow your roll, Sparky.
2: But when they walk in and there's just a slew of mirrors in the living room, I think mm-hmm. at that point they're like, okay, this kid's either cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs or something's really going down here. And that's when he explains sometimes I can see my sister, sometimes, in the mirrors. But Phenola sees her in like, was it three of the mirrors? Two or three, or yeah, yeah. yeah. And that freaked me out because all of a sudden you see her like, oh
0: my God, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm like. Alternate what? dimensions.
2: Do, 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 do. I thought it was cool that we got that information. Oh, yeah. And you actually see it, and we, it's like, okay, maybe he's not completely nuts. Not right.
0: completely.
2: Not completely. Just most of the way.
0: Mostly so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to our final group of pizza
1: pieces. I'll take some pizza. pizza? Yeah, pizza ah.
0: sounded good, sure. I Better
1: wonder if they stuff,
0: had a If uh, N- Niles was eaten. that's for sure.
1: <laughs> I wonder if they had a pizza in the episode that it would have different toppings each time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> More than likely. Yeah. Because I know as they ran through the partners, the Ligari kept Changing and who said I love the sea kept changing. It was like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, that was trippy. So we go back to the Langley where we check in on Maddox, who receives a call from the Federal Grill restaurant wanting to confirm a reservation Maddox's wife made. Of course, mm-hmm. Maddox is kind of a, taken aback a bit, but does. Say, yeah, and he won't be there. And he seems very suspicious of what's going on here. So he calls I would be too. secretary okay. in and says, uh, move my meeting up and I'll be gone for a couple hours. So, yeah, we sitting, see him sitting outside the restaurant as he sees his wife sitting with the man. So, of course, he calls her on the cell, but he actually sees her. Pick it up, look at it, and hit ignore. <laughs> now he's not a happy camper. No,
2: I was like, "Oh my God, is she cheating?"
0: Right, well, that's what I would think. So he storms in there <laughs> and mm. wants to know who the guy is, but he won't let the guy talk at all. <laughs> oh my God, I thought it was funny. He's like, "I God, would I will literally kill you." Yes. <laughs>
1: I was just like, dude, shut up! Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you see a really pissed off dude coming to talk to a woman like that, maybe yeah. like, yeah, hey, my name's
0: John, and no. you're a divorce attorney, no less. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and then knowing that, it's
0: yes, like, please uh, stop talking. Right. I would, you know, <laughs> if he was smart, he would have just gotten up and left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, billable hours. Yeah, well, true. (laughs) (laughs) So they step outside and, of course, she lets him know that she wants a divorce and he doesn't want to have anything to do with that as he wants them to keep working at it. But it all boils down to she can't forgive herself because she was driving the car when the accident happened. I was floored floored with that. Right, Especially wow. when she's
2: like, I can't live with your forgiveness. I'm like, what?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because she, she hasn't forgiven herself. Herself, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She's she carrying that guilt. way back at the beginning of grief. And it's been apparently several years and she has not moved a foot. And so, yeah, the only thing she can think of to do is to get a divorce and get out of the situation now it was curious that you know what three four episodes ago she mentions taking the son to houston and it's like is that still in your plans because that i guess that makes sense that she's not going to be able to forgive herself until he shows some real improvement and maybe gets back to somewhat of
1: what he is that maybe she'll then be able to forgive herself? I don't I I don't think so. Yeah. I think that that seems now we thought originally when they came home from that counseling session. Right. And we took the inference that it was because of this accident that that was too much of a stressor in general on the family unit. Right. And so they the two of them went because they were the two heads of the household. Now we're finding out that the counseling must have started because of not just the accident happening, but of this guilt that she was bearing. Right. And like you said, she hasn't moved one foot past it. Nothing. Right. Which I was <laughs> I'd find a different counselor. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I felt bad for both of them.
0: Yeah, right. it was waiting heartbreaking. For something
2: to come out like that she was drinking or that well, she that had wanted to do something to herself. Like I was expecting something like that. And that's why she couldn't deal with him being okay and wanting them to like work through it together.
1: Well, she probably doesn't feel worthy of forgiveness. Right. And if, and it, and if we learn any more about the accident and if she was drinking, there are a lot of times if you've heard stories about accidents where the person who's sober gets either seriously injured or killed and the person who's drunk because they're so lucid, the wheel they end up surviving it right because their body as best as a body can in an impact kind of goes with the motion and so you know she doesn't necessarily seem like she has any outward injuries of any kind so it could have been that the accident happened because she was drunk and she came out of it with probably some scratches and scrapes maybe a broken bone or two and that's it and the son is in a wheelchair right yeah so she can't, you know. And if you can't forgive yourself, you can have the whole world wanting to give you a hug, and you're like, I don't want it. Right. And that's when I really felt bad for both of them, for the even for the smarmy sob that Maddox is. Yeah. Exists, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is like a real genuine you know, crappy, crappy situation. I was like, ah, damn. Right.
2: Yeah, seeing his face and how Mm. hurt he was. And the fact that he Mm -hmm. threw his phone up against the wall knowing full well that could be, you know, his. Government property. (laughs) (laughs) Or spy contact. It's like, ooh, stuff could go bad right
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. So, we see George speaking with Shelby again about colors. And this time, orange is significant. Um, That's because George tells him that this debris may be a fragment from another piece that he worked on that affected a woman similarly. hmm. This time, Finola confronts Shelby about his lie about what George said. Oh. (laughs) But she's not fast enough as Shelby makes it to the lake and in the To the water, he goes again, but at least Brian is right on his tail and see them get to the piece of debris, and Brian's trying to pull him out of his little cubby hole, and we reset again. Uh. (laughs) Brian in the car with yet another partner, and he's just beside himself. He
1: doesn't know what the hell's happening. (laughs) And that partner was kind of weird. It's like, how do you know, the? they get out of the car and at that overlook right. that they keep going to. Well, how do you know the wind's coming out of the Northwest? And the guy's like, well, you put your tongue out like this and you see the way the wind's blowing. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Niles. That, that was, was Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fish guy. <laughs> oh, was that the fish
0: guy that did that? Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: because this one, I don't even know if they wish oh, it. Right. They went, like, oh. Right to the they didn't, that's right, they went right to the house Yep, yep, yep Yeah, yep, and yep, she yep, was yep. kind of a hard ass
1: Oh yeah But but Brian is now feeling a little funky though Right like He's
0: rubbing and, his face you see his reaction once they get to Shelby's house He opens the door and Brian handcuffs him And I, so I'm he sorry, can't if run. you're in
2: the middle of dealing with all this debris Why, as his partner, are you freaking out? Because obviously he knows something's up Right And especially when she's all like, I've been your partner for five years. Well, then maybe you should know, this is probably normal Brian.
0: Yeah. Yeah, He goes off book every once in a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm going to be freaking out just because. It's like, what the hell? I'm sorry. Did not like this one. And
1: she ends up saying, she ends up saying what the hell for a different reason. (laughs) Yeah. True.
0: Because she seeds. Bleed through in the living room, and Brian tells her the universe is breaking down. Uh-oh. Well, she thinks Brian's just acting weird as he tries to explain things to her.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <so laughs> Brian walks off to call MI6 and get Fanola on the phone.
1: And She's working the desk. Yeah. What?
2: Well, I don't know how he figured that out, or if Grace told him after he asked, "Do you know George Jones?" And then this is what I was talking about earlier when she's like, "Yeah, he was killed in an influx
1: raid." Right. Like, wait, what? Yeah. And you were there. <laughs> well, maybe not. I was
2: like, okay, this is <clears throat> this is obviously <clears throat> much bigger.
0: Right. <clears throat> so. He explains everything he knows at that point to her. He tells her to look up the file case and gives her the number and she finds it. And he tells her he's not the Brian who belongs there, but a Brian who lives where George Jones is still alive. Well, that gets Fanola's attention as she passes a note that reads, Pull File, Brian ben- <laughs> Minnebetty. Yeah. Oh man.
2: I thought he was gonna ask her to pull whatever the Kent piece was.
0: Right. That George
2: had like however
0: many realities ago had Mm -hmm. mentioned, but then he might not know what's going on at this point. Yeah. And she gets his CIA file. Now he tells her about a story Jones mentions about a soldier and a penguin.
1: Now, that I thought was interesting, because he's had this reset, and he remembers... Almost ten times since... Yeah, and he remembered... Yeah, that part stayed with him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, nice thing to remember. Yes.
0: And she tells him it's a story written for her mother. You could spend a lifetime hiding from what you really want.
2: That story... I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And then the way things progress,
0: I was mm-hmm. like, what is happening? <laughs> well, and it's key because we actually, if you go back, Shelby actually once tells them that he really didn't, there was a time in his life where his he wished his sister was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves her now, but there was that one time in his life that he didn't care for too much. Labyrinth much? Yeah, which is probably what the debris piece was feeding off of was that Mm -hmm. long, deep-seated emotion there. So we're back to feeding off emotions. Yeah, I think so.
1: (laughs) Which I actually like this. Yeah. He mentions he's trying to get
0: back to someone very important to him and tells her it's her.
2: Yeah, which is like, well, can I ask who? I'm assuming we're going to get whoever was in that picture. Right. Yeah. Because we still don't know who that picture
1: was from, what was it, episode two? Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly.
1: See, and I thought that's last partner in this last reset was the woman in the picture. And I was like, well, I can't remember the picture that clearly. And I, as I'm racking my brain since watching it and we're recording, I, didn't, I don't think that's the same woman. No, I don't, no, think, that's the well, I don't think so either. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that was my first thought. So I was like, oh, maybe this is the one that the picture, and that's an old partner. Well, wait a minute wait now, a minute. you know. <laughs>
0: Interesting. So we cut away from Brian to Grace, who calls Maddox and fills him in about Brian. Maddox tells her to keep Brian from jumping again, whatever the cost.
2: I honestly thought we were going to see, at that point, Brian and uh, Shelby running.
0: Bri- <laughs> yeah. Running Where's to get in Brian? there. Yeah. Who's yeah. going to be the first one to get there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Last one in. This one yeah. ends a rotten piece of debris.
2: It's like, uh, no, dude, you're waiting for me because we're resetting this. This is going right. back. Not, not dealing with this woman and not having vanilla. But uh, that's why I was like, okay, wait. All the shippers are probably losing their mind at this point, right?
0: Mm, I would say so, yes. Oh, yeah. Christina, we're looking at you. <laughs> but,
2: but not just that. It's like, okay, so is that our brian that we know up until episode eight or is this one of the various reality
0: brian's yes well the the story i think proves that it's the brian from the beginning of the episode
2: (laughs) that was interesting too story because it was specifically for his panola's mother it's like right what? Yeah. So it was like something he had written.
0: Yeah, a soldier no, and a penguin about crossing the desert to get to the one you love, and yeah, it was a
1: very odd story. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was written for her mother. I'm wondering who wrote it—George or somebody else? Right. Somehow, Brian. <laughs> or did, or did Finola write it when she was a kid? Right.
2: Okay, uh, now it's, it's going to get really wibbly-wobbly. Don't start that character.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, most people think time is a linear thing, but actually it's more like a timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly thing. <laughs> um, now, I, uh, I'm i not sure this is the Brian from the beginning of the episode because uh, of, you know, what he knew at that point at the beginning is different from what he knows at the end of the thing, and Finola was with him. Um, and George was with him at the beginning of it in the car, and now they're at the house, and Fanola's not with him. And so is George in this last of the episode, I don't want to say final as final, but last of the episode resets, and he's got Grace with him, is this a reset that has George alive or not? And Finola isn't even out in the field. She's working the desk. Right. At, she's one of the best people at MI6. So, and and so if this is not just resetting Shelby himself, and it's not just resetting the area, say around that lake or that portion of the ocean and his house, it's resetting everything. Then the whole thing about the wife wanting a divorce may uh, or may not be true. We may be may have been reset. And do we have a reset when Grace calls him? That the son is okay and the wife's in a wheelchair, or the son and the wife are both dead. Right. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh none, my maybe
1: gosh. No <laughs> and maybe that's why, and maybe that was Maddox's impetus for telling her, you got to prevent him from doing it. And he says, whatever the cost. You know, so he obviously is aware that the fabric of time is majorly screwed with now. And you know uh, he might just be, if he doesn't put together, well, I had a reality when the wife was alive and the son was in a wheelchair, or not. But you know we don't know what's going on with Maddox. There could be all kinds of stuff going on. He, he and in this final reality, he may have never been married. <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, you could right. go on you, make yeah, this a
0: whole infinite. slew. Yes, of poss- it's infinite. Yeah, infinite.
1: And so and then Brian could have, uh, you know, does Brian have a loved one that we just simply haven't heard about because this is a reset, you know, Um, and Grace, have they actually worked together five years? Well, she says they have. So let's say they have. Uh, But the Brian in the beginning of the episode and all, all the episodes prior to this, as far as what we know as viewers Um, may not have had a partner named Grace for five years. May have, but may not have. So, I mean, this is like how far down the rabbit hole do you really want to (laughs) go? Because like you said, it's infinite possibilities of what each person could have. So, um, and the fact that they ended it, because I wrote Steve and, uh, and Sean the thing on Facebook Messenger. I just wrote one word, cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was going to be like another, like the last couple of minutes, like what I said, we used to call it on following the pattern, the snake in the mailbox moment. Right. Well, yeah. it ended up being the snake stayed in the mailbox. The we we're left with a we clip. I'm like, wait a minute. They're leaving it in, in a reset reality? What the hell? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I know you continued from last week that they're still in the car. And I'm like, didn't he say at the beginning of the episode, or we lost? Didn't yes. Brian say that to yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're still on the roads in the woods. Yes, get the hell out of there. Go find a Taco Bell, something.
0: Um, Turn and but, go the opposite direction.
1: Yeah, you know, make a fork at the road and, and do a U E at the spoon or something. I don't know, but it was yeah. This this really got into like Twilight Zone times a hundred. Right. I was you gonna know. say
2: one of the shots, like the faraway shots of the road, like when the the um. I think it was when we got to Grace being the partner. I swear the road just looked different, too. It did. Well, they were on a different road. Okay, so, all right. I feel better that, yes,
1: I wasn't just imagining. Yeah, the first couple of times they had the aerial shot, they were kind of like in that two-lane highway. Yeah, before they
0: got to Garcia's.
1: And then then, the
0: last one was just before they had that turnoff. I and it think. was when
1: he had, yeah, when he had Grace with him and they were kind of like on a road that seemed like it was uh, on like a, a side of a cliff, like the road you take around Malibu in California. Right. Uh, if anybody's been, I was there once just driving through, like I could afford to live in Malibu. But, you know, you'll have roads that'll go like on the edge of a, a cliff and you even see it in movies and stuff. And it wasn't quite that drastic, but it looked like it was on the edge. Right. It wasn't in the middle of a wooded area where you had trees on both sides of the road. So you caught that correct, Sean. That was a whole yeah. different road. Yep. Just a little so later. He's, yeah, he's taking a whole different route to get to Shelby's house. Well, well I guess that, no. Went, they weren't at Garcia's.
0: Yeah, Garcia was in Oregon, and this was in Washington. So Right. Yeah, they just... Jump to going the turn with, off instead of all the way oh, back to the I Oregon drive to get
1: yeah, yeah. George to Garcia. So But at the end, yeah, he was he was on a different highway. Right. Yeah. Different all right. highway altogether. I was you like, the,
2: everything right. looks different. Oh my
1: God. So that's <laughs> what I thought I was like, this is when you said at the opening of our show here that, you know, the best episode yet. Yeah, because now you've totally jumbled the deck. Right. You've left it jumbled, and that's where it ends. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, wait, what?
0: (laughs) Are they going to ever get it back? It sure (sighs) don't look like it to me right
1: now. Not right now. It
2: doesn't. But like I said, with the title of this one, Do You Know Icarus? And then next week's is actually... I am pickerous. I am, I am it's a... like oh okay yeah
1: but that's not something to brag about cuz you're screwed yeah <laughs>
2: right you're flying too close, close to, to the, the sun, sun. yeah
1: you know so but i mean the the one thing that seems to be the little constant peg like the um the toothpick through the sandwich kind of thing is that Brian is saying to Finola working the desk He's trying to get back to her, and he's actually acknowledging I'm not the Brian who should be here like Peter. You know, when he finally right. flipped out and then he showed yes. back up again, this isn't my reality. Yep. Uh, and he went through the bulk of that season like, "I'm. this is not where I'm supposed to be. I need to get back home. And he's telling her, I'm a, a Brian who is alive with George Jones alive, not dead. Right. And obviously that's going to mean something to her because that's her father and uh so he seems to be the one peg in this now that at least has some sort of sense of self-awareness besides you know? Shelby and Shelby would be another yeah but i mean yeah, he's, he's he got pulled out. into it yeah
2: but if Shelby jumps without him what's going to happen
1: very quantum
2: leapish right
1: now oh too. god <laughs> yeah you know and i was also thinking about the doctor who episode the one of the uh, last ones, I think, of Peter Capaldi, where he's uh, punching, trying to get out of the confession dial, and he's punching through the right. uh, the diamond wall or whatever that was, and he has to keep repeating the same thing over and over and over until he gets It's not the, ex- it's the exact same thing, but I kind of thought hints of that, too. But, yeah, the deck's been shuffled all up, and, yeah, are they ever going to get it back? I don't know. <laughs> this is so weird. Yeah. This was really a good mind screw episode. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this was sweet. I was loving this.
0: Well, you know how we feel about the episode, and we want to know how you feel about it. So shoot us an email at us at fangirlzone.com because we'd love to hear from you. And while you're at it, please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice as good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show because it is awesome. Yes. And we do hope you're enjoying our podcast. For this episode of Falling Skies... What? Falling Pieces. This is twice I've done that. (laughs) We
1: just had a reset.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just got reset. For this episode of Falling Pieces, I'm Steve find if you end up breaking the universe this time it's on your head
2: (laughs) i'm sean fangirl hey guys uh what time is it because i gotta go soon
1: (laughs) and i'm terry hey can i have the reality where i'm wealthy